0: Alright, uh so this is the generic uh g- I'm sorry, the generic uh trigger warning uh for uh, certain of my appellate uh corpus juris podcasts where I talk about procedure. Uh and chances are if I put this uh trigger warning in the episode, it's because I'm talking about um a particular state that um is peculiar, right? So uh let me backtrack, right? So uh from Houston, Texas, born and raised, it's pronounced H-E-B, not Heb. Uh, Whataburger is great, uh, Bleed Orange, Go Horns, Gigamaggies, um, I know that, that that's, 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 I, I just, I just perjured myself because I said Gigamaggies and Go Horns, but, uh, you, you, you get the general idea, right? Uh, uh, card-carrying Democrat, and I think the last time that it snowed here, uh, in Texas, when I was here, uh, was when I was 10, and, it snowed once, right? And it was like a combination between, like, snow and sleet, right? Uh, went to college in California. Uh, I think the last time it snowed on the campus there was in 1962, right? So uh, 22 years of continuous uh, uh, sun, so to speak, right? So it's 70 degrees in the wintertime, uh, sunny in 75, as they say. And if you're like me and you like warm weather uh, and uh, you're a car carrying Democrat, then uh, your uh, hot spots, you're basically looking at uh, California, uh, New Mexico, or Hawaii, right? That's where you're at home. And then we have a bunch of other states, right, that are uh, in between on the spectrum, right? So a bunch of states, great up north, uh, folks wouldn't vote for a Republican to save their lives. Uh, but it's cold, it's cold, uh, and you know, you know, you're in a bad spot uh, when it's uh, one degree outside and you turn on. I'm sorry, uh, you know, you're you're in a bad spot when you turn on the Jets game and it's Jets three, Giants ten, but it's one degree outside, right? uh and then uh you you go down south right great weather uh, great folks great parties the beaches are great the sand is great um and what have you uh but it, there are a bunch of republicans for the top down it's it's the solid south for a reason right uh and in texas uh it's probably not going to change right they say it might change by 2040 but uh most folks uh get the gist right there and there's been a general collective decision uh that uh at least as far as the energy economy is concerned that any environmental concerns will just be thrown thrown the wayside we're going to sacrifice the welfare of the beaches uh to have a robust energy sector florida not so much right uh which is the other big you know great state down south and you know i'm really i'm really frustrated when i think about florida because you know the economy is essentially premised on tourism and agriculture uh and you know there, there's there's not much uh, to be said um uh, for policies that in, that entail high tariffs and, you know, uh, almost purposeful environmental uh, degradation, right? So why is Florida red, right? If, if the economy is premised on um, uh, the existence of low tariffs so you can get your crop out to international markets and... Uh, you need the beaches uh, to be in good shape, and the result of all that is that you need good environmental protections. When well, why not just go blue? But that's my—that's that, me digressing. Why? Uh, why should you be interested in this peculiar state that I've set out uh, for you today? Whether it's Montana or Alaska or Arkansas or uh, some other uh, peculiar state. Well, a couple of reasons, right? Uh, reasons, right? So uh, it used to be uh, that uh, back in the day you settled down in a state. Maybe it was 1960 or 1980 or uh, pre-2000, whatever. And uh, you took the bar exam and you were admitted to that state, and maybe you were admitted uh, in the state uh, that was contiguous with it. Or if you lived in the tri-state area, you were admitted in New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut, right? But uh, fortunately, the MBE has changed all that, right? So now you can take the bar exam and you can be admitted to 10, 20, 30, 40, uh, 40 states, upwards of 40 states, right? Uh, Why is that significant uh, as it pertains to this? Well... Uh, some people would say that just by virtue of taking the MBE and being admitted to the state that I'm talking about in this in this uh, uh, seceding podcast, um, that you would be conspicuous, right? So uh, on a rank of 1 to 10, most folks are admitted to one state, uh, two or three is on the high side, but 10, 20, 30, 40, that is not normal, right? That's like a 10,000 on a rank of 1 to 10. Uh, and you'd be conspicuous. And perhaps for that reason alone, uh, folks would be interested in uh, uh, the procedure as it relates to the state that I'm talking about now. Another reason uh, to be interested... Uh, in the podcast? Well, uh, let's say that you work for a firm, right? And I highly doubt that uh, most firms are going to turn around someone admitted to 10, 20, uh, 30, uh, much less 40 states, right? Or whether they could legally do it, regardless of whether or not you were a Caucasian male or African American female or anyone in between, right? Um, uh, so uh, it ups your firm out because now uh, firms they get called to do peculiar things, right? So these Tony Law firms in New York and DC, right? They have a bunch of staff. And uh, sometimes they get called to do peculiar things in Alaska or Montana, right? And they have to get outside counsel to go to these states, right? Uh, and if you're admitted to that state, well, that's just one less person that they have to pay, right? So uh, good for the firm. And more than that, uh, more than that, you can bring in any business that can be had from these states so you can uh, become a rainmaker of sorts, uh, so to speak. Uh, so uh, that, that's one reason. Another reason uh, is that... Uh, It allows you to remain, uh, at least uh, these bar members, this bar membership uh, scheme that I'm setting out, allows you to remain active in the appellate scene, even if you didn't clerk, right? So let's say that maybe you screwed up in your first year, or you took that third or fourth degree, took that BCL, took that uh, medical degree, uh, whatever it is, and the folks who you studied under said, well, we'll send you for these degrees, but uh, anything else that comes after that, uh, we can't guarantee it, or we just won't send you, which is their right. They don't have to do it. Uh, This allows you to remain active on the appellate scene. So how do you do that? You just uh, pick two states. per week, right? So uh, maybe one week you're in Washington and Oregon, the next week you're in Louisiana and Texas, the next week you're in New York and Vermont. Uh, Pick your states, it doesn't matter. And uh, you do two double-spaced, five-page appellate filings uh, per week, right? You do that in a year, you get 104 briefs. You do that in 10 years, you get about 1,000. You do it over the course of 40 to 50 years, you get about uh, 4,000 to 5,000, right? And remember that... uh, most of these appellate boutiques, 300 filings is on the high side, right, for these partners, right? So you'd be a 26, 27, 28, 29, perhaps a 30-year-old with 100 filings, right? And that by itself, again, is very anomalous, right? So I was talking about um, uh, bar admission numbers, right? Uh, Having 100 appellate filings as a 20-something-year-old, that itself is anomalous, right? That's a a 10,000 on a scale of 1 to 10, right? Um, And don't tell me that somebody... um, uh, with that many filings, wouldn't be up for something, some sort of appellate gig or an SG position maybe in a small state eventually, right? It might work in a small state. It's probably not going to work in a big state. Uh, Texas, California, Florida, New York, et cetera, right? I mean, just you, you might need a clerk uh, to be noticed there. But uh, in a small state, it could probably work, right? It might. And uh, yet another reason uh, to be interested in this uh, little scheme I'm laying out here. Uh, well, why would you care about admission uh, to Kansas, right? Well, um, admission to the state, Uh, In a a federal circuit court, right, automatically uh, is going to give you uh, admission uh, to the appellate courts, right? Uh, So you're admitted in Kansas, and now uh, you can get uh, access to admission to the Tenth Circuit, and now uh, you can do these amicus filings that I'm talking about, not only in Kansas state courts, but you can go to uh, these uh, appellate courts, right? And if you they'll intervene, if they'll take you. Uh, So it's it's a great it's a great deal. And, you know, I needed like an eight-minute trigger warning to set this out, but uh, chances are that uh, if I've attached this uh, warning to the uh, podcast, it's because the state I'm talking about is either uh, chocked full of uh, 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 proud uh, uh, Trump supporters or... um, uh, it's because it's cold, or uh, in a worst-case scenario, it's cold and people are out in the cold because they want to attend the Trump rally, right? And that—that's that, just like the worst of both worlds. So that's why I need this trigger warning. Uh, 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 and uh, now for the actual episode. This episode of Corpus Juris will continue with our focus on uh, uh, Alaska to appellate procedure, and here I'm going to be talking about. Uh, Another fun topic oral argument, right, but uh, it's not really relevant to the strategy that I laid out for you uh, uh, earlier right because um, you could be submitting those filings in, but you probably would be participating in oral argument right unless you want to uh, just uh, make a cross country trip to have a five minute uh, oral argument right uh, pretty rare at least for in a state in a state court of last resort uh, but where was I uh, in Alaska a party must uh, a party seeking to have oral argument. Uh, Uh, must submit a request to the appellate court clerk within the later of either uh, the due date for the reply brief or the appellee's uh, brief right and where do I get that take a look at Alaska rule of appellate procedure 505 Uh, as is the case in Florida Alabama and Mississippi a party waives her his right to participate in oral argument if she or he does not submit uh, her his brief in the case and excuse me a maximum of two attorneys uh, may argue for each side in the cause. Uh, and more than that, in both Massachusetts and Alaska, a party who fails to file her or his brief waives her his right to participate in oral argument. Uh, argument, cannot, uh, 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 argument can only be postponed on a party's motion. Uh, the motion here should be accompanied uh, by an affidavit from counsel or uh, her client demonstrating good cause for the delay. A quorum of the state Supreme Court and Court of Appeals consists here of three justices and two justices, respectively. And where do I get that? Uh, We'll take a look at Alaska Rule of Appeal Procedure 105, right? Uh, Pro tempore justices and uh, judges are accounted for quorum purposes uh, if a quorum of either court is not present on a... Uh, day when the court is in session. Any attending justice or judge uh, may adjourn the tribunal until a quorum is assembled. And where do I get that? Take a look at Alaska Rule of Appellate Procedure 106. Not 105. 106. Uh, but, uh... Where was I? Uh, even without the presence of a quorum, though, any judge or justice uh, may enter uh, orders uh, covering any pending proceeding. Uh, if the state Supreme Court enters an equally divided vote uh, on a question, the lower court decision on that matter is affirmed, even though the decision uh, does not have a uh, presidential effect, right? So it's the same rule with the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, and where do I get that? Well, at least for Alaska, take a look at state against Stowe. That's going to be c- the citation 297P3D885 from the Alaska uh, Supreme Court uh, 2013, and you could also take a look at Charles against State. That's going to be 287P3D779 from the Alaska Court of Appeals 2012. Uh, more than that, uh, if a case is heard with only three of five Supreme Court justices participating, any decision on that matter uh, does not have a uh, presidential effect. Uh, where do I get that? Take a look at Alaska Rule of Impel Procedure 213. Uh, The the default presumption here is that oral argument will automatically be held in cases involving expedited election appeals. Uh, Here, the appellant has a right uh, to deliver a rebuttal, Uh, uh, as is normally the case, right? And uh, that concludes uh, this episode of uh, Corporate Juris, which focused on uh, oral argument uh, in the Alaska Appellate Courts.